Well, everyone, we have done it. We have made it to the end of 2020. And might I say, it has been quite the year. And I think we deserve to celebrate a little bit. And I think we should celebrate with a song. Or maybe should it be with a wine about a song? Every sip I... No, it's not every sip. It's it's every breath. It's every breath you take by Sting. We're going to be sampling his wine this week. Well... I think we are in the middle of maybe too much celebration already. So, but we're going to get started. This is our wind down. It is the last wind down of 2020. We are super excited. Today, we have some guests that you are going to love. And as we close out 2020, if you have not already, please make sure you give us a five-star rating and a review. But for today, let's have our wind down. Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Well, we are excited to have another wind down seems like these months are going really fast, but we enjoy these very, very much. And we are happy to have all of you here listening to our podcast. We've had a lot of good feedback about our wind down podcast. And today we have uh, uh, some very special guests. We have uh, Peter and Julie Kalid, and we also have Tom and Lorraine Bowen, along with Merce and Morgan and myself. And so Today, we're going to have a, a nice discussion on a lot of different topics and, uh, and try to get different perspective from those that are living in the world of retirement and those that are uh, phasing into retirement. So the as we do always, though, the most beginning important part of this entire show is the wine because it's a wine down. And Morgan goes through all of the the problems of wine tasting and making sure that we can get the right wine. It takes many weeks of wine tasting in order to get to this actual point right now. So Morgan, could you uh, tell us what you landed on? I'll tell you, it's a tough job narrowing down the wine that we're going to choose every week. But uh, the wine we're tasting today comes to us from a vineyard in Tuscany. Uh, the estate and winery is called Il Palagio, and it's been in existence. It dates back to the 1500s. Uh, it became deteriorated and was purchased by a rock and roll royalty in 1997. And the vineyards and the villas were completely restored. They did a lot of work there and they're now operating as a winery, a venue for weddings, conferences, and also vacations when the family isn't staying there themselves. Um, this Rosso Toscana that we're tasting um, is called, is a, let me see here. Let's see, the Il Pasio, Il Palagio is owned and uh, operated by Sting and his wife. So the wine that we're tasting is called Every Breath You Take. Very good. And I think I think uh, when we were heading up to this and we uh, all had the wine, Lorraine said that uh, this was very special for her. Lorraine, do you have a story there as far as the specialness of this? 
Not, not really. I, it, it's just that I read about it about three years ago that he had um, bought this vineyard and opened this winery and renovated it and that it was open. You could stay there. Oh. So of course I told Tom, <laughs> we could go stay there. Maybe he'll be there. No, but, um, but yeah, he, he, he's, he's there a lot with his family. Um, uh -huh. But when he's not there, he, he lets you, you know, he'll rent it out to stay there. She, she loves Sting. I we, love Sting. He's yeah. one of my favorites. We went to see, uh, we went to see his play, uh, The Last Ship in New York. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not a big play goer, uh, but I, I got to say that, that that was superb. Yeah. So anyway, Good. Well, fantastic. Well, uh, that's exciting. So I'm glad we got a good wine. Thank you very much, Morgan, for that. Now, I mentioned in the beginning here that our guests are uh, Peter and Caleb, uh, um, Peter and Julie Caleb, and then also Tom and Lorraine. So let's do this real quick before we get into any of our discussion. So um, Peter and Julie, could you just kind of give us, you know, a little bit of uh, where you're at right now in the process of uh, you know, life, retirement, and all that kind of stuff, and maybe just a little snippet of your background and how you got to where you are today. All right. Well, we got to where we got today thanks to you and Rick and the, and the rest of the crew, of course. Um, I took early retirement from GSK at around 57, 58, something like that. So we're about four years into retirement and very much enjoying it. We kind of split our time between here and a beach house down at Ocean Hill Beach. Um, I work for GSK uh, Pharmaceuticals. And we'll let Julie tell a little bit about her. I'm a retired RN. Um, I retired in, well, I stopped working as an RN in 2014. And, um, but, you know, I just kind of let my, my license run out, you know, some health things like <laughs> double knee replacement. Uh, that tends to get in the way of trying to do um, floor work and you know, working in a doctor's office and that kind of thing. So anyway, um, so I kind of technically stopped working before Peter did. And, um, and then once he did, then we really were able to, you know, do things down, more things down at Ocean Isle Beach. And we have a whole group of friends down there as well. Um, we have one son and daughter-in-law in North Valley, um, and our other son passed away six, almost seven years ago in a car accident in Raleigh, so um, that's about it. Okay, well, thank you for sharing. Now, we got Tom and Lorraine uh, Bowen. Now, I've known Tom and Lorraine for a very long time. They've known me my whole entire life. And now, now Lorraine married a very much older man. And so uh, he's, he's kind of the fully retired part of this version right now. And if you remember in the podcast, we had Lorraine talk about Medicare uh, supplements and when she did a whole entire interview on that. So uh, we appreciate you being on the show. Could you tell us a little bit about your, where you're at in the whole process of retirement and, 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 uh, your life background just a, a bit for us either one of you go ahead tom well uh <clears throat> let me start at the beginning i was born at a very early age <laughs> and, uh, no i i i retired a little bit later than uh, peter did because i i, I had to keep working <laughs> we were we were very good stewards of our early years 
I, I don't know whether we just uh, were stupid or what, but we we had to play, play catch up as as many couples do. But um, you know, fortunately, um, I retired at age seventy, and I'm seventy three now, so I'm enjoying retirement. Uh, but Lorraine, ha she works uh, in the Medicare field to to keep me up in the style to which I've become accustomed. <laughs> And uh, so she's she's doing quite quite well with it because uh, I tell you what, what I, she, she 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 when I I introduced her to the to the insurance sales business because I couldn't do it I couldn't understand it and uh, and she was uh, I've been in sales most of my most of my working life and uh, so she's a terrible salesman. I mean, you know, somebody would say, oh, I, I think I need to think about this. And she said, fine, you know, that's fine. I encourage you to think about it. I said, no, no, close the sale. <laughs> but uh, because she she really cares about the people that she works with, I mean, she got more more referral business than I could uh, possibly imagine. She did doing very well with it. And that's enough about me. Very good. So. Lorraine, uh, Lorraine, I think you're just in the phase of just having fun and decided not to retire yet. <laughs> um, well, you know, I've been doing this for about 10 years and it's built up to quite a nice little business and I really enjoy what I do. So yeah, I'm not ready to retire. Yeah. You know, uh, Merce and I, we have a lot of clients who they, we, so we have a variety. We have some folks who just love the idea of retiring and that being the, the, the way they go completely and whatever else they do. But then we got some folks who like to work uh, still, especially if they can have their own schedule and those kind of things. So we do appreciate you guys being on. We're going to jump into the first idea of what we're doing. So here's the, here's the way it's going to go. We got three different really topics that we had asked you to kind of help us to kind of give your opinions of. And we had three podcasts that we had um had in the last month. One was on what are called CCRCs, Continuous Care Retirement Communities. And we talked about that. A lot of our clients are looking into those options, trying to figure it out. We learned a lot by that. Then we did one uh, with Mark Hulbert, who's a writer for uh, Market Watch and a lot of different places about being a contrarian investing. And then we did one with Denise Appleby about uh, IRAs and 401ks and the SECURE Act and and the CARES Act and all those kind of things. So let's just start with the CCRC. That's such a huge topic for our clients. And I say it's huge because, you know, at some point uh, the statistics are we're going to either need to have care some way. We're either going to have to have it in home or in a nursing home or whatever it is. And some people plan that out. Was there anything you heard from that podcast interview that was interesting to you? Any comments you want to make? And remember, there's no rules here. So if you, if you say no, there's nothing there, then that's okay. But was there anything there that you thought was interesting? Any comments about it? Well, we, we actually have been researching this a little more for Peter's father, who's going to be coming here from San Diego. Um, anywhere from next March to next May, it really depends on if he gets the COVID vaccine and that kind of thing. Anyway, it's kind of complicated. So we've actually visited some of these continuing care uh, retirement places. And um, in a nutshell, um, they do vary quite a bit. Um, some have, you know, independent care and the um, assisted living care. And then some have, you know, um, and then what's the third? Oh, and then some have like the little cottages you can live in. So it's, um, 
it, you have to decide, you know, what are the amenities? What's the cost of it? Because they do vary from anywhere from 2,700 a month for just independent care only to, oh gosh, if you have continuous care, it could be over six, $7,000 a month, which is, you know, insane when you think about that, but you have to think about what you're getting. Some have swimming pools, some have more elaborate gyms than others do. You really have to, you know, go and visit each one. And then, you know, what it boiled down to with his dad was he wanted independent care. Um, he can do everything for himself. He just needs help a little bit. Um, and we can always get somebody, hire somebody to come in and help him. But he didn't need all the extra amenities swimming pool and all that kind of stuff. So we ended up picking a place um, for him that's independent care only. So in other words, you don't just slide over into um, assisted living care if you need it. There is no assisted living at the place he's going to go to. So you kind of have, so, so the ones that don't have that are a little less expensive than the ones who associate that with it. Um, for example, if you do go that route, they do have like a 24-hour nurse on staff and that kind of thing. Like the one he's going to be at doesn't have that. So it, it, it just it just really depends. But boy, was it an eye-opener for us, you know, just, um, you know, checking into all these different possibilities. You know, I was I astonished by the wait list, how long you have to, to possibly get into one of these locations and how far in advance you need to begin really looking at what you want and what you want to think about. And, and I have a really small house, so I went ahead and signed my parents up. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, yeah. You kind of have to do that. The one he's going to just opened last year in uh, Raleigh. So um, they, they only have 50% capacity. I mean, or they're 50% full right now. So he had options of which apartment he wanted to get even. So that kind of worked out for him more. And, um, and he'll only be about 20, 25 minutes away from us. That's so. Cool. Yeah, so I think, you know, the idea uh, when we spoke with Emily Smith, she, I believe was the marketing director for Glen Eyre, which is one of the ones in, in Cary. Um, and so when we spoke with her, I think the biggest thing for her is you, you really want to educate people around the idea of what CCRC really means, because in a, in a lot of people's minds, and it's something, you know, you feel like you're giving up your freedoms and you're giving up your independence. Well, um, her, her goal is to educate people that it's, well, it's not really that. I mean, it may get to that point because eventually you may need some help. And that's why anyone thinks about moving into these CCRCs to have that gradual um, shift into getting some help. But, you know, these are really nice places. And that's one of the things that I picked up uh, listening to Emily and then uh, Emily over at Glen Eyre. But just yesterday, I talked to another client of ours who has made that decision to go and uh, transition into a CCRC also in the Cary area. And he was telling me all about it, how excited they are about it. Um, uh, and they, they live in a nice area. They are members of a golf club and they're not going to be giving any of that up. And, and what he was telling me is that, you know, we're actually going to be the place that we're going to actually has six restaurants in, in the facility. And, 
and you know they'll they'll let us keep our golf cart so that we can drive across the street over to the golf club that I'm currently a member of. So for him, it kind of was he was talking about it as if it was an upgrade into his lifestyle and uh, convenience. Um, and with with their situation, it, it, I believe they anticipated getting in within the next year or two uh, if something came available. Otherwise, they're on the list for some new construction. And that would put them getting in as far as maybe four or five years down the road. But, you know, I can understand how it could be a difficult decision to make, especially with all the different options out there, um, which is why I know Rain and I have talked about it. Our goal is to try to get as many more of these uh, CCRC directors on the podcast to, you know, help shed some light on what is available in our area for anyone that is looking. So they have an easy place to tap into just to get an idea. Yeah, Peter, you know, I thought you when we talked a little bit about your situation with your dad and you brought up something I would have never thought about. And I we talked about it with with Emily, the one from the Glen Eyre. And that was about the fact that, you know, you said your dad was like really conscious about what type of food he ate that he he didn't you know, he had certain criteria. I can't remember if he's vegan or at least vegetarian, but I, I know that it was it was an issue there. And we asked about it. And she said, that is amazing how they're seeing in that world that they have to like have a whole different uh, approach to food because used to you just this is what you got. And now it's a whole different world. So I don't know if you guys saw that as, as you were looking around that they were really catering to a lot of different desires of people. Yep. Some better than others. Yeah. Very good. Well, Tom and Lorraine, I just, I'm just asking the question here just before we kind of go around and do, was anything about that, that particular episode that you thought about that was interesting to you? Any comments from you guys? I really, I was surprised to learn how the, uh, the gamut goes from total independence to total dependence, depending on, you know, your health. And I didn't realize there were so many choices to make. Um, you know, I, I wonder, I've heard of the villages down in Florida and, and I see that on, uh, on the news sometimes. I wonder, is there, is, is that unique? Is there, is there any place like that around here, close to here? I don't know, but, uh, Peter and Julie, you've, uh, you've been looking around. Have you seen anything like that? Not like that. Not that we, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't even know what the villages in Florida are, but the way you said that, Tom, it makes it sound like it's like Disney World. Oh, know? it is. It's like Disney World for retired people. Exactly. Do you want to go? No, I don't want to go. Oh. <laughs> that might be the only place like that, actually, the whole country that is laid out like, like that. that place is. Wow. Yeah, it's around Lake City, Florida. I, I have had some um, clients that are in some of these facilities, and they're amazing. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they do. They have restaurants. That, one is behind North Hills, that whole new area behind North Hills across the street from the, that mall. And it's, it's just like a big party fest. <laughs> I was just blown away by, by some of the things they offer there for people. They're not cheap by any means. Um, but um, I think they're building more and more facilities like that in this area. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a big, uh, a big growing uh, need for it. Uh, to be honest, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think a big growing need, and then also just to get rid of the stigma around what a CCC, CCRC is. So Emily kept saying it's resort style living in your own home is what it really is. If you're yeah. in one of those higher tier ones where there's always something going on, there's always activities going on. 
So, I mean, in my head, she said, you know, you need to think about it when you're in your late fifties, early sixties, it seems like a no brainer, especially if, if the, uh, uh, the waiting lists are as long as they are right now. I was just going to say, uh, all these, uh, places that, uh, that we saw are a ground level. And I have to say that the older I get, the, the steeper the steps are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the next topic was around the contrarian investing. And, uh, and I'm going to just kind of give you the picture. And I think it'll make sense when you when when he talks about being a contrarian, it, it goes against every bit of emotion that you could have. So if you think back, and we'll take a recent one of 2007, that was kind of the peak of, uh, of the housing bubble. And what had happened there. And at that point, you know, everybody was at that point, I just remember people going and saying, oh, you buy a house, especially if you buy it at the beach, and it's just going to go up in value. We had people who bought houses at, you know, 500,000 on the beach. And then in three years, it was worth over a million. And they're like, oh, my goodness. And every it was just this frantic thing. So right at the peak, when everybody is saying, go buy a house, contrarian investing says that's the worst time to buy it. And then on the other side, and the most recent one you can think of is March 23rd of this year. And at that point, everybody, I mean, we, we've never, none of us, no matter your age uh, on this, on this uh, uh, podcast, has lived through a pandemic like we're living through right now. So when, you, when all that was hitting, and at the very worst moment, when the market had fell the most, that was the time to get in. Now we look back at that, but I'm telling you, Merce and I sat here and, and we're in this business and we preach this and we talk about this. It was very difficult for us to get out of our emotions to get back in. I mean, it was just, we had to push through and sit here and, and, uh, and, and have some wind downs just to get ourselves to go back in. I mean, and that, you know, so, so the, the idea about contrarian investing is right when everything is either really, really low or the worst that it could be is probably the time to start going back in. Now that's bigger picture than what we deal with on a week by week or day by day basis. But was there anything about that that you kind of related to, you know, or, or thought about when it came to your emotions around this or, or how you think about investing or what you've talked about or, or maybe the, the difference in maybe the way you've talked or thought about it in the past? Anything on that at all? Uh, Tom? Yes. Um, first of all, the, one, of the, one of the reasons why we're glad that we parked our uh, money with uh, you and, and MERS is because we don't, have to, we don't have to involve our emotions with it. Because uh, if we were to invest emotionally, uh, we're, we're too close to it. And uh, we know that uh, the algorithms that you use to, uh, you know, take the ride when it's going up and, and kind of put the brakes on when it's going down, we, we trust that. And uh, so far, it's worked out well. Good. How about you, Peter? No. So to your answer, it is exactly how yeah, we, we, we found you. I used to lay, lay in bed in the morning, and I still do this. And I listen to um, the news when it comes on in the morning. Um, what is it, 6 a.m.? Yeah, on the a.m. And then there's one on the FM now, and usually it was hearing Rick coming on, how the market's changing and all that. So that's how I first started, you know, discovering you guys and listening to you. And I probably started that when I was like five, 
And, and I was very much the contrarian in thinking that this whole thing could really go south. And, and it did, right? But fortunately, I just we discovered you guys, you people, and and so we started meeting with you. And when the boom fell, and you know, early retirement options came along, and we were quite glad to have gotten out to you. And and to this day, I think it's still correct. Um, I find that you're very contrarian, thoughtful, and that you balance things very well and that you balance things not just within an asset like stocks but that you do so across various things and that was very attractive to me so you sort of look at really the whole picture very nicely you know from annuities to stocks to your homes your the whole thing like a reflection of this conversation right now where we're talking you know what happens with medicare age happens with you know, these retirement facilities and all that stuff. There aren't too many people that take such a broad uh, look at things. So that's kind of how we got, got to where we are. And to this day, I still think that's awesome. Very good. We appreciate that. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. You know, one of the things is I know that as when I started out in this world of working with retirees, you know, pretty much when I first started, all we would do are fixed insurance products in the very beginning. And then, um, when I decided that I wanted to go in and start working in the investment world, I, I did not want to put my clients into a place where they were going to have, you know, 20, 30, 40% losses. And so when I decided to start looking at investment portfolios, which now has been uh, nearly 15 years that I've been doing that part, I, I said, okay, I want to make sure that we have an investment strategy that we can actually invest the money and not have that downside risk if we're, if we're going to go down that path. And that's what I went out and started doing research on. And the whole idea of not doing what is called buy and hold was that's how we took that route. So we always tell people there'll be a, a moment in time where any investment strategy works better than the other. Meaning you could have said, man, I just wish I'd have hung in there and never taken it out. But for us, we know that our clients would rather just not lose so much. They just, you know, at the end of the day, if it came down to saying, hey, I could have stayed in and I had what an average of, like, I'm just going to make up numbers, an average of seven, but because we made some corrective moves, we only made six. I, I don't have clients that are going to work with us that go, I, I would have rather stayed in and, and, and taken all the risk and gotten the seven. Our clients say, nope, I'm happy with the six if I know that I can protect on the downside. So that's kind of who is attracted to us on that. Um, all right, before I move on, any other, any other points on this idea? Yeah, I was just going to add to kind of piggyback on that. And, 
and what you said, Peter. So I, I started back in this business about 10 years ago. And uh, so then I was in my early, early 20s. Now I'm 32. Um, and, you know, the, the, I, the idea of the way that we invest, um, you know, and Raiden said, you know, we, I, I didn't want to put anyone in a position to be losing 20, 30, 40% of their, their money. Well, someone would say to me, well, you're a whole lot younger, you know, you should aggress, you should aggressively invest. And I, I think it speaks to the idea that, well, I don't think it's about your age when it comes to how you should invest. That's very, in my opinion, old school thinking. The idea is you're young, you invest aggressively. And then as you get older, you get a little bit more conservative. I think what's more important is an investment philosophy that kind of lines up with the way that you think. And so I will say that in the, in my 10 years of doing this with Raiden and this type, the style of um, downside protection, especially in the markets has really shifted the way that I think, and it fits my personality much better than a buy and hold uh, type of scenario. So go back to, you know, March of this year, and that was nerve wracking for everyone. And it was nice for Raiden and I to be able to not have to really participate in a lot of that because of, because of the, the philosophy that we carry and because of our ability to get back in out of the market. Uh, but then we did have to deal with it getting back in. Um, and when, when do you do that? So, um, so everything that Mark Holbert talked about on the contrarian side, I think, you know, it, it resonates with a lot of people and it, I, he talks about it in a very technical way, but the basics, I think everyone understands. If everyone is saying, hey, go buy this, it's probably, you're probably a little too late to go buy that. And that's basically the idea of contrarian thinking. Um, but that's all I wanted to add to that. Tracking market, market numbers or regularities versus tracking mainstream news or mainstream financial reporting. And that to me helps to really highlight the advantage of even if it's contrarian light thinking right yeah, yeah absolutely if that makes any makes sense. sense no no absolutely tom i think you said you had something yeah i i agree with um peter about contrarian thinking um contrarian light i like that expression um i just want to say that this this wine it, it's I, I'm, I'm detecting a complex aroma of cherries, wild blackberries, and spices. And um, you left off it, vanilla. It's, 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 it's a versatile <laughs> wine. And there, there's <laughs> nothing contrarian about that, by the way. I don't see contrarian in the description. I'm reading off the bottle. Yeah, I was going to say you have an astounding taste for wine. <laughs> uh, I, I have to throw this disclosure out every time we do a wind down. Because this podcast comes out uh, and most people start getting it and downloading it around 7, 38 o'clock in the morning. So I have to let everybody know for full disclosure that we're recording this uh, well late in the afternoon. We started around 4.30, so it's appropriate for us to have a, a glass of wine. We're not doing this at 7, 30 or 8 o'clock in the morning. So Yeah, it's dark out. The sun is down. All systems go. I, did, I didn't want to say this about investing. I know people, people. I mean, uh, that, that invested heavily in real estate in 2005 because they thought that there's no way that this would ever stop. This, this real estate bubble, I mean, houses were almost doubling in value every five years. And so they said, hey, we can't go wrong. Dump all your money in real estate. I know people that did that, and now they are singing the blues uh, and, and trying to recover. 
I know people that did the same thing back in 2000 or was it 19, whenever the tech bubble existed, people dumped all their money in anything that ended in .com. Uh, so, you know, like uh, Peter said, contrarian investing, conservative, uh, not not losing, don't don't want to gain everything, but they don't want to lose a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you all the way. Thank you very much. Great. So here's the thing. Um, uh, you know, th this particular uh, podcast will be the last wind down of 2020. Okay, so it's the last this this is when everybody's listening to this. So I got a question I want to ask before we close out that I just think is uh, uh, something that I've, I think is interesting as we've had conversations. And so I'm just going to start with you and, and uh, Peter and Julie. If you say what you've learned through 2020 from the COVID experience of all the different things that we've had to deal with on that, obviously there's things that we know that are, have been uh, troublesome in, in trying to cope with it. But have you gotten anything out of it that you feel is positive that you think you'll take with you even after COVID? Have you, have you gotten anything from it that you, when I, I'm not saying from COVID itself, but from the experience have you gotten anything that you feel like, hey, you know what, that, that, that's a good part of this, or at least a positive side of this? Anything at all? The fact that we had done our homework and that we, you know, this, this will sound funny, but having the peace of mind of having associated with you, you and the whole, the whole crew, had we not done that, it would have been much more worrisome and much more tied to conventional wisdom, conventional news outlets, conventional financial planning. And as I look at a lot of that and a lot of the people that are really worrying and stressing right now, it's because of that. Yeah. You know, so it's a little bit goes to your yeah. last you know, what have you learned from this and you know what are you excited about what would you tell a young person you know it it's a little along those lines it's and it's much easier to see that now it's a, you know always a 2020 hindsight but that's that's i think what we've learned uh, there really is a peace of mind in this kind of approach yeah very good. So it sounds a little simple, but that, I mean, that's the truth. Hey, that's, that's a good point there. How about you, Julie, anything? Um, financially? Yeah. Like Peter said, um, we haven't really been stressing about that at all because we know you guys are taking good care of us and we're, we're set. Um, for, for Peter and I, because we're already retired, it's, it's affected us obviously because of all the extra things you have to do with this year with COVID, but it hasn't really changed our life too much. And we're very blessed because we can run down to our beach house and, you know, absorb those negative ions from the ocean <laughs> to help your, um, your soul and your mind and your physical. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, we've been very blessed that way, but, um, you know, and you know, it makes you more aware of the people who are really, really suffering, all those small businesses and, and folks that are, you know, really affected by the lockdowns and, you know, diminished um, patronage and, and things. And, and you really feel like 
Boy, this is a good time for us to be retired right now, um, I have to say, but um, it makes me want to do what I can to help them. So actually, uh, Peter, not so much, but I've been going out with my girlfriends and we go, we go out to lunch and try to, you know, patronize these restaurants to help them to at least keep going because you really don't want to see these, these folks have to shut down completely. And um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just really fearful for a lot of them. But, yep. uh, oh, very good. Thank you. So Tom and uh, Lorraine, what would you say you've learned as far as uh, your, uh, anything, and it doesn't have to be about financial stuff or it's just anything you get out of this, that this experience, you know, being locked down like we have to a degree and, and uh, what you've gotten from it that you think you might take with you. I, I've learned we need two homes, one for him, <laughs> one for me, <laughs> and I'm ready for it to be over. Well, no, we, 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 we patched things up uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we decided to stay together another five years. Uh, no, no, we've been married 47 years. Is that right? 40, is it 48? 40, I'm sorry. <laughs> we saw that look. That look was recorded. <laughs> And uh, we've not had one single crossword. No, we've had many. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the COVID thing, I, I got to tell you this, this one little thing. And I, I really, uh, I'm serious about this. I, I had a, uh, we, we've had several ups and downs. Uh, one, one of our downs was uh, in 19, uh, two, no, 2007, um, I had a, you know, mortgage business. Well, you know what happened in the mortgage business in 2007. I mean, so, um, we, I had a, I had a sailboat that was paid for and I, I just love the sailboat. Matter of fact, Ocean Isle Beach, I have circumnavigated Ocean Isle Beach. I went through tubs in when I shouldn't have. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I had to sell it and, uh, j just to pay off the, the, the MasterCard, you know, and uh, so Lorraine knew that that was like a heartache for me. And so um, at, during this, uh, I think it was back in uh, June, she, she bought me another one, you know, and it was such a nice thing. Thank you, dear. But, she wants uh, you to live on it? <laughs> yes, you to live on it. <laughs> Your new home. Oh, no. <laughs> put air conditioning on and everything. <laughs> like, I'm Tom, did you say sailboat or houseboat? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that, that's kind of a refuge. If it weren't for that, I think I would go stir crazy. You know, like uh, like Julie said, you get you, you know to, just to get out and breathe some fresh air. Yeah, but uh, the COVID has been an interesting experience. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I'm I'm grateful for the vaccines, and I hope we don't have to go through this again. Yeah, we, we're all looking forward to end, and, and we don't want to see anybody suffer. And yeah, it, it'll it'll be nice when it's over. We we, we miss our friends, and yeah, miss our normal life. Our normal life. Yeah, it's yeah. been very it's been sad, but yet at the same time, we feel very grateful that we're we've been healthy and. But we, we are so being far. very careful, very careful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, it's obviously been uh, uh, just a humongous change in everybody's life. I, th here's the one thing that I take from it, though, that I think that is amazing is, um, is uh, Merce and I, 
you know, we, we have a very, very one-on-one kind of business. I mean, we, are, we do a lot of things with our, with our clients and with folks uh, in, a, in a social way. And that's all changed this year. And we've, we've tried to figure out how to do it in a, in an, in a zoom environment or some way that we could connect. And I will tell you that a lot of our clients never, in fact, we had never used zoom, but a lot of our clients had never just the whole idea of getting on a video and doing, I think we'll take that with us. I do think that, you know, as we go forward and I'm not saying that, that our business is converted to that. All I'm saying is this idea of being able to hop on a video call uh, and, and being able to have a meeting or being able to do that if we needed something quick, I think that is much, much quicker now than it would have ever been in the past. So I find that to be at least a positive. But um, I, I, I do appreciate, uh, and I know Merce and Morgan and uh, all of us, we appreciate you guys taking time out of your schedule to come on and, and chat with us and share it. We, uh, we get a lot. Here's the why we get so much good feedback is that, you know, most of the people listening to this call are getting ready for or living through retirement. So to hear other people that are living in retirement or uh, like you guys, uh, then then it, it kind of goes, OK, I, I relate to the story. I know that I, you know, I'm, I'm not alone. And it kind of brings that around. Uh, anything you got there on the close, Merce? Anything you want to add at all? No, I think I mean, the wind down by far is my favorite for multiple reasons. But I guess I'm people- on. Yeah, Morgan's on. There's a bottle of wine. Some of our close friends and clients, whoever it is, um, I, I think people at times may get a little bored with just hearing Raiden and I. And so they like to see fresh perspectives here and there um, and see how people are living in retirement and what they're thinking about more than what we're preaching about. So, um, you know, the, I, think, I think today's episode was fantastic. Thanks for joining us, Tom, Lorraine, Julie, Peter. Um, thanks a lot. And, uh, and that's, that's our wind down for the day. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. Have a good day. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.